Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Stuplex's Scores and Save Points, your home for all things wrestling, sports, and video games. As always, I am your host, Ryan, and once again, I am doing it solo by myself again this week, or this episode, just like the sports episode, because Nathan's still on vacation. But welcome to Save Points, our weekly video game podcast, and we've got a great one uh, for you today. we got a lot to talk about. We're going to jump into this. Um, but before I jump into anything, I just want to let you all know that our website is finally up and running and live. You can go to www.sspod.com right now to check out the latest on the uh, on the website. We will have links to every uh, episode we've ever done there. You can listen to them straight um, from the website. Um, so you can just click on it. And you'll see everything there. You can listen. It'll show you where to listen to it. Um, you can also go there and click on the videos to watch all of our YouTube videos, which I will be doing more of here soon. Also, a blog where me, Nathan, and Jeff can give our thoughts um, and all that stuff. So the next blog will be, you know, there um, up and running. You can hear see more about the co-host, me, Nathan, and Jeff. We will update that about the page to uh, let you guys know what's going on. So, again, www.sspod.com right now. You can check that out. Um, it's our official website. It's not much yet, but we're working on it, and we will get it up and going. But it is officially live. It's got links to all of our uh, social media and all that stuff. So check it out right now. Suplex and scores and save points. SSSpod.com. Now, now that's out of the way, let's jump into the news. And first off, in the ever-bidding war between Microsoft and Sony of who can purchase the most studios, Sony has fired back as they have bought Haven Studios. Um, so Haven Studios, Jade Raymond, uh, that's her studio. And so Sony has brought in another group, another game comp company to their family. Um... Haven Studios. Um, they're out of Canada. They're a Montreal-based company. Um, Haven hasn't really made very many games yet. Um, so, yeah. So, I don't know what they're going to do. Um... Um, Haven's team, um, they have developers who've worked on The Sims, Tomb Raider, Star Wars, Battlefront, and Rainbow Six Siege. So they haven't really had any real games yet, but, hey, now they're a part of the PlayStation Network, so, the PlayStation family, so, congratulations to Haven on that. I'm sure that's pretty cool, um, to be able to, you know, be in there with PlayStation and Sony and all that. So, again, Haven Studios bought by PlayStation Adding to their list of studios that they have now owned. Um, yeah. Also, a big game. Coming out announced. Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. Um, it's from the developer of Friday the 13th and Predator. Um, it'll be later this year. Um, so, 
this is kind of like the um, Friday the 13th game where it's four versus one. Um, but it's first person. Um, you can take on the role of the ghosts or you can be the Ghostbusters. Um, a variety of things. You have the proton packs. You have all that stuff. Um, so this is pretty cool. Um, actual Dan Aykroyd will be the voice in this game. And Ernie Hudson. So, again, this is going to be a fun game, it looks like. Um, it looks like this will be a, a very fun game to play. It's kind of, like, family-friendly. So, if you want a game like Friday the 13th, but family-friendly, um, that's going to be cool. Um, so, again, yeah, you, it, it looked pretty cool. The trailer really really showed it. Um, a funny, a, a fun fact about this game is it is being, being written by James and Elise Willems. If you don't know who they are, they are a, a, um, a part of Funhouse, um, which is owned by Rooster Teeth. They are content creators on YouTube. Um, they game, they're funny, and I'm a big fan of theirs, so this should be fun uh, seeing them write this game. I'm sure it'll be a good game, and I'm sure, uh, yeah. So Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed announced last night, probably last morning, technically. Um, should be a fun time. I, I'm looking forward to this game. I will probably check it out when it comes out and just to see uh, what it's about, if it's going to be fun or not. Um, the Friday 13th game is fun, but it also it, it gets kind of boring and repetitive at times. So that could be, you know, discerning. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this game. I think it's going to be, it'll be fun. I think it'll be it'll be pretty fun um, playing as a Ghostbusters because there's been games before, but first person and being able to play as a ghost sounds pretty damn cool. Um, sounds like something I'll be into. So again, I'll check it out when it comes out, and we'll be. Uh, I'm sure me and Nathan will both check it out, and then we will uh, we will uh, probably talk about it whenever that comes out. Um, another big news story to get to, Nintendo Switch has finally had an update that fans have been waiting for, players have been waiting for forever. Finally, five years in the making, Nintendo finally drops the new update, which has the folders. Um, a lot of people have been waiting for this. Um... They've been waiting for folders. They call it groups, where you can group your games together and your applications together, base them however you want, so you can kind of easily find them so you're not scrolling through every game. Um, makes it pretty cool. Um, so, but... They gave us what we want, and then in classic Nintendo fashion, they fucked it up, as they always do. So, if you if you have a Switch, you know that the home screen is just a mess. It just shows you that the last ten things you opened. And it's a mess. It's just disorganized. It's crazy. Um, so, you would think folders or groups would make that easier. But no, what they have done, um, they have made the home screen still... Because this is the last thing, 10 things you open. And then everything else is shoved into the messy everything else pile. Um, yeah. So, 
Um, an archive function exists, but that doesn't remove the game from the home screen. It just puts it... So the only option to free up a game from the home screen is to uh, delete it. Um, inside the crowded all game stack, you can press the L button to bring groups, which is where you'll finally find your folders. Now, it's there, so it's in the all game section, um, but I feel like the folders should be on the home screen. I don't understand why they would not be on the home screen. You you want to you want to give us folders, and then you put them where you have to go all the way to the right, and you have to go into the page, and you have to do all this. Just give it to us on the home screen. I don't need to see the last ten games I recently played or the last ten things I've opened. I don't need to see that. That's perfectly fine. I don't need that on there. What I need is my folders. Pop, bomb, bam, bam, bam. I got my entertainment games. I got my friendly games. I got my sports games. I got my action games. Whatever you want to organize them as. I want that on the home screen. So, it, 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 it's a step in the right direction. They finally gave us folders. Um, but it's still not right. And, of course, it would be Nintendo to fuck this up. Nintendo always screws this up. Nintendo doesn't know what they're doing half the time with this stuff. And they've done it again. They have proven that they don't know what they're doing. Look. Again. Big fan of Nintendo. Love the Switch. But, man. Like, can you not just give us what we want when we want it? Um... So, yeah. So, what are your thoughts? I want to. I want to hear from you guys. Give us your thoughts on Twitter uh, using the hashtag SSSPod. What are your thoughts on the Nintendo Switch folders features? Is it cool? Is it not? Because um, I want to know. Because again, this is a highly requested feature that that people have been wanting for a long time, and. We finally get it, and it's not what we want. It's still cluttered. It's still a mess. You still have to figure out how to get there. It's not on the home screen, which is what we wanted. It's just a disaster waiting to happen, and I, I don't know. It, it's it's whatever. Um, again, it, it's just one of those things, man. It's just one of those things. It. So yeah, there's that. Um. We're going to move on to some other stories, one of them being NFL is set to launch its very first virtual reality video game. Um, the game is slated to be available on Quest and Sony's PlayStation VR headsets, but that is all we know so far. We know they are teaming up with Status Pro, a sports tech and gaming startup that specializes in extended reality experiences. And so they're going to have the NFL license in it. So I don't know what this could be, but could be cool. Uh, the the couple um, the couple of football games that are on the quest now are okay, but it's, you're just basically just a quarterback, and that, there's nothing else much to do. There's no running. So maybe the NFL could give us an a pretty good um, a pretty good uh, football experience. In VR, I don't know how you would do it. I don't know how it would work. To be 100% honest with you, I don't know the details on how to make that work. I just know I would love to see it, and I'm going to be interested to see uh, the details for this that come out later, and all that stuff. But yeah, 
Uh, virtual reality video game. I would assume probably next year. Um, this is a this is a quote from Status Pro's um, CEO, um, Andrew Hawkins and Troy Jones, the CFO. Uh, Troy Jones, this is, a, this is a quote from Troy Jones, who's a CEO of Status Pro. By partnering with the NFL, we will offer a new form of engagement between athletes and fans unlike anything in the marketplace. We keep the athlete first in everything we do, and as a former football players, it means even more to be able to recreate what it actually feels like to step out on the field. Through our proprietary technology at Status Pro, we can deliver an immersive experience that helps NFL fans transform into pro athletes. Um, so yeah, so it, it sounds cool. Um, I'm hoping we get more information about this at some point, but right now that's all we know is that it is coming at some point. Um, and it's going to be on quest and PlayStation VR. Um, again, it looks awesome. I'm not going to like, you know, I would love it if it came out. Um, but yeah, pretty cool there. Uh, something, something different that we might get on the, VR that we haven't had in a while. Like I said, there's not a real good um, sports game on VR. Uh, football game, always. There's a couple other ones that are really that are okay, um, but they're not really that immersive. So if we can get a real immersive football game um, on VR, that'd be pretty cool. Um, switching over to golf, staying in the sports region of video games. EA Sports is getting back into the golf. Uh, EA Sports PGA Tour. Um, it has been delayed now. Um, it was supposed to, originally supposed to come out uh, this year. Um, technically, it was supposed to go around this time, uh, spring of 2022. It has been pushed back to spring of 2023. Um, also, we know right now it features the Masters Tournament, PGA Championship, U.S. Open, the Open Championship. It also has a career mode that includes the Players' Championship and FedEx Cup playoffs. The game will also include the Ladies Professional Golf Association and the Amundi Ibian Championship. Um, so, yeah. So, it has been delayed until next spring. Another game being delayed, but again, delays are not always a bad thing. Um, it can mean that the game's going to get actually pretty good um, and be better than it was originally intended. So, that's hopefully what they're going to do here. They knew the game wasn't going to be great, so they're pushing it back, and uh, that's all good for me. As long as the games come out okay at the end, I'm okay with delays. I'm okay waiting for a game that, you know, I'm okay waiting for a game that may be great if they're waiting to, to do it. Um, so, um, let's see what else we got going on in the world of video games. I know I'm kind of... I'm, I don't usually run the video game podcast. That's more Nathan's thing. Um, so I'm kind of... Uh, I'm kind of... Uh, like... Looking as I go here. Um, I did want to talk about... Um, there was an update to Gran Turismo 7, which... Kind of uh, broke everything. Um, fundamentally broken is what people are calling the Grand Turismo Sub Seven update. Um, so they released an update patch. Um, it went live on March sixteenth. Um, it had an error though that forced the developer to shut down the game servers for thirty hours. 
30 hours. Um, so the problem with that, because they shut it down, is that the single-player career mode requires you to have an online, online connection. So if your, your internet is down, or in the case that happened here, Grand Turismo 7 servers are down, they cannot access the game. They can only access a limited selection. Um, and everyone was pissed um, about this. And so now they also said that um, they, they also reduced the payout for in-game credits. Um, so they don't want, so there was ways to grind and make some money doing some of the events and you'd make some good money. They reduced that. And so basically they want you, um, to do microtransactions. They're trying to force the players into, so yeah, they're trying to force the players into microtransactions, which is not sitting well with fans. Um, so the McLaren F1 is an $18.5 million car in-game, meaning that if you tried to just grind, it would take you close to 20 hours just to obtain this one car. Um, so yeah, everybody's pissed off about this. Um, and as the backlash is growing, people are saying they're not going to play it anymore. They're not even going to put money into it. They're just going to sit on it. Um, and this was from the director, Kaz Yamaguchi. Um, he wrote a blog post, and this is what it said. Quote, immediately before the race of the 1.07 update, we discovered an issue where the game would not properly, in some cases, on product versions, would not start properly, in some cases, on product versions for the PS4 and PS5. This was a rare issue that was not seen during tests on the development hardware or the QA sessions prior to the release. But in order to prioritize the safety of the saved data of the users, we decided to interrupt the release of the 1.07 update and to make 1.08 correctional update. The pricing of cars is an important element that conveys their value and rarity. So I do think it's important for it to be linked with the real-world prices. I want to make GT7 a game in which you can enjoy a variety of cars lots of different ways, and if possible, would like to try to avoid a situation where a player must mechanically keep replaying certain events over and over again. Basically saying he doesn't like people grinding and doing the same event over and over to make a lot of money. He's basically saying he didn't want that. Um, that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous, and... So yeah, so now it's broken, and they still haven't really marked fixed it yet. So it's still kind of this way. Um, I don't see them fixing it anytime soon, and so I don't know, man. I, I don't personally own a PlayStation. I don't own Grand Turismo Seven. I'm glad I don't at this point because this is ridiculous. It's one thing for cunning companies to try to push microtransactions. Uh, sports games do it all the time. Games like Fortnite and Call of Duty and all these games, they try to do it too, where they will have incentives for you to, to, to purchase stuff. Um, you can still grind if you want, but, you know, it's easier. Like the NBA series, the My Career, you can grind, but you can also purchase uh, the development thing at the beginning. And so your players are really good at the, at the beginning, so you don't have to grind. Um, but it, it, it's new for it, – it, it's it's – crazy for a company to basically make it impossible to grind 
where they're basically telling you, we don't want you doing this, pay for the stuff, we want your money. And that's greedy. This game's already like 70 bucks, and now they're forcing players to put all their hard-earned money into this game and to stop grinding. And that's part of the fun for me for these games like Gran Turismo, like NBA, like these games that have a career mode or something like, like this. Part of the fun for me is grinding, and it's, it's, it's really earning the stuff you get. Um, yeah, I could go and purchase everything and buy it, but what's the fun in that? I love earning what I get. I love seeing the results of what I do, and I love it. And I think, you know, it's kind of bullcrap for a company to try to force that on you. And uh, this is it going well with the fans, and I don't know, man. This might be at the end of Gran Turismo, honestly. If this continues, people are just completely pissed off about this. Um, and I don't know what's, you know, I don't know what's going to come next. I'm sure it's going to be, uh, I'm sure it's going to be, um, you know, it ain't going to get easier. I can tell you that. Um, so crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, also, Um, let's see what else we got here. Um, what else we got? I'm looking here, guys. I'm sorry. I'm looking, um. Uh, what else is going on? Um, um, let's go through some of the releases coming up here soon. Um, I will get to that, but I'm looking at, I saw a story and now I can't find it. So I'm, I'm kind of, uh, yeah, I'm kind of lost here. <laughs> um, kind of a, an interesting story here. Uh, Phil Spencer, who is the obviously CEO of Xbox, um, said this quote. He was at a GTC, GDC chat. He said, "Quote: I also want to make clear to people that are out there that." There for us at Xbox, that's not one business model that we think is going to win. I often get asked by developers, if I'm not in the subscription, am I not? Am I just not viable on Xbox anymore? And it's actually not true. Talking about uh, Game Pass and whether they're, it's worthwhile releasing their products on Xbox or they're on Game Pass. Like we look at retail of people selling games, buying games, it's an important part of our profit and loss statement. You know that, and it's something that we invest resources in to enable our developers to do great work there. So he's basically saying, yes, they, they do love Game Pass, um, but it is not the company's sole focus. Um, he, he, he He's basically saying, you know, look, we love Game Pass. It's an awesome thing, but it's not the end-all, be-all for our company. Um, we're going to... We're going to, you know, 
we're, we're, we we want people to still purchase games if they want to purchase games. They don't want to, you know. So, you know, it, it's there. Um, um, yeah. So that, that's interesting. That's interesting because, you, you know, a lot of the news reports out there were talking about, you know, all Xbox cares about is the Game Pass. And that's all they're going to worry about. Um, but apparently that's not true. So they're going to be, you know. Um, let's see what else. Um, Netflix, as we know, Netflix has been in um, the gaming world for a little bit. They were releasing a first-person shooter. Uh, Netflix is set to release Into the Dead 2 Unleashed, a first-person shooter video game based on a zombie apocalypse. Um, first ever first-person shooter mobile game. So it's going to be mobile. That's all Netflix does are mobile games. Um, but yeah, so they're doing a first-person shooter. Again, look, I don't get Netflix gaming. I really don't understand it. I don't know why they do what they do with it. Um, but eh, I just don't believe this is going to be worth it. Um, I I don't think this is you know anything to get excited over. It's a mobile game, so you know it it, it its quality is going to be okay, but it's not going to be great. Um, so yeah, I, um, it's whatever. Um, so yeah, that that's that's gonna that 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 that's happening. If you want to, you know, get in with that. Um, let's see. Anything else to really talk about before I get into the ending here? Um, we're going to go into the game releases for the week from March 23rd through March 29th. March 23rd, we've got APFTU for the Xbox One. Thunder Kid Hunt for the Robot Emperor. Um, that is out for PS4, PS5, Switch, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. The Pizza Delivery Boy Who Saves the World has made its way. An old game from 2018 has it made its way to Switch and Xbox One and Xbox Series X. Blast Brigade versus the Evil Legion of Dr. Creed. Uh, that is out for PC. As well as uh, that's it for now. It'll be out PC first, and then it is coming to all um, consoles eventually. Richie's Nightmares is out for the Xbox One. March twenty fourth, we've got Imp of the Sun for the Xbox One. A Memoir Blue for the PS Five. Relayer for the PlayStation Five and PS Four. The Ascent for PS Five and PS Four. Exposition Zero for PC. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is out for PC, PS4, and PS5, as well as Xbox One and Xbox Series X. Kirby and the Forgotten Land is officially out March 25th. Ghostwire Tokyo is out for the PS5 on March 25th. Airy Calm Mind 2 for the Switch. Bouncy Boy and Puzzle Land for the Switch. Toonch for the PS4. Uh, jumping ahead now to the 29th, we've got Akai for the PS5, In Nightmare for the PS4 and PS5, 
Crusader Kings 3 for the PS5 and Xbox Series X, and Crystar for the Switch. So again, the big ones obviously are Kirby um, making its official debut. You know, they've been on, you know, they've done like the demos and stuff, but um, we're officially going to have... Um, We're officially going to have the game out. And so, uh, everyone who hasn't played it will get to play it. Um, I do want to talk about a game that I have tried out, and it's nothing that I've played very significantly. So, it's going to be a very kind of... Uh, it's going to be a kind of... Uh, not a full-on review. Um, but it's Shredders. Um, Shredders is a snowboarding game. Um, look... It's pretty good. Um, Shredders, um, I enjoyed it. It looks fun. It's just kind of a quick pick-up-and-go game that um, it, it's pick-up-and-go. It's pretty quick. It's not like over-the-top like 1080 degrees was uh, for the GameCube. Um, but it's a virtual snowboarding experience that is uh, pretty good. Um so basically, the story is you're a duo of YouTubing and snowboarding uh, your your YouTubers, Scotty and yourself, um, and you, you're not very good. You have to, you don't have a big following, so your goal is to kind of get up and make a name for yourself and all having fun. Um, it's um, so you jump in and the controls are very easy to get the hang of. Honestly, it's not that hard to pick up and play. It's very fun, very quick, very easy. Looks beautiful. Um, the worlds are beautifully crafted. The graphics are amazing. I really enjoyed just, you know, snowboarding around. And the controls are very easy to pick up. Uh, a couple issues that I did run into are there are a couple bugs and where it lags and it, it, it drops frames. And and so there's those kind of issues that kind of take you out of it a little bit. Um, you know, it has its issues. It's an indie game. You can't expect a whole lot from it. But, again, it's a very fun game. Um, the controls sometimes are, mm, but it's very fun. I would say I played it on my computer and had no issues other than when it was messing up. But other than that, like I had no real issues with this game. It ran smoothly. It looks great. I would highly recommend this game. You can get over, if you can get over like the frame drape drops and the, and all that stuff. It's a very fun game to play and just pick up and, and shred, um, and if you're a snowboarding fan, um, I would definitely pick this up. But I, I, I had fun with this game. I'm definitely going to put more time into it um, and see where it goes. Because it has a pretty interesting story. Like I said, you're YouTubers. And, you know, it's a pretty interesting story. It, it, it has its moments. And I think it could be a good game. Maybe they can fix some stuff. There is an update available. So maybe they, they kind of fix some of the issues that are going on with it. So, again, Shredder's very fun. Um, I would I would pick this up if I were you know if I were you, honestly it's very fun, and it is it's, it's worth you know it's worth a a look I would say if you're interested in it I would give it a shot. Um, I play like I said I put it on my computer for free with Game Pass. If you have a decent computer, I'd check it out. Um, so um, I think that's gonna do it um, for this episode. Like I remember like I said SSS Pod is finally available. You can go there right now. Check out our website. It's kind of a work in progress at the moment, but I'm working on getting it more. 
We got the Twitter feed on the side. You can look out. Like I said, the blog, the about page. You can hit the contact button. Send us an email or a message, and we will obviously respond. So, yeah, we are here uh, on suplexes, scores, and save points, sspod.com. You can also follow us on all social media, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, all that fun stuff. It is at sabryent. S-A-B-R-Y-E-N-T for all the latest on what we're doing. And I promise the YouTube channel is going to be coming soon. I'm going to be doing a 2K My Rise series on there um, very quick soon here, hopefully. And plus some other gameplay from other games and some other fun video ideas I have. So stay tuned for that on the YouTube channel. Um, okay, so that should be getting updated very soon as I start working on some videos. So, again, like I said, with the sports podcast... These are going to be a little different podcast this week with Nathan being on vacation. It's going to make it hard for me to, uh, you know, it, it makes it a little harder on me to have to do this by myself. But we're getting through it. We're working at it. And I'm here for you guys. So uh, if you missed the sports podcast, you can hear my thoughts on the Matt Ryan trade plus all the other big news that went down in the NFL and the NBA, NASCAR. We talked some MMA fighters getting in trouble. A bunch of other fun stuff, so stay tuned for that. This coming Saturday on the Suplexes, our big wrestling podcast, I will be talking about the week in wrestling, giving my thoughts on all the shows that happened from WWE, MLW, NWA, uh, New Japan, AEW, all that fun stuff. So stay tuned for that. Coming Saturday morning, next week, we'll be back on our regular scheduled. Nathan joining me again, plus sometime soon. We were going to be doing the WrestleMania Greatest Match of All Time Tournament. 64 matches have been chosen from WrestleMania history. And uh, me, Jeff, and Nathan will sit down and we will discuss the matches and we will pick a winner. And after the whole tournament, we will crown the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. So that should be a whole lot of fun. Stay tuned for that. It will be up on the YouTube channel and this podcast as soon as we can, um, hopefully around WrestleMania time. So that's all my shilling. That's everything. Again, check out the website. Check out all the social media. If you like this podcast and you want to share it around, that'd be truly appreciated um, if you could share this with your friends and family and anyone who you think might enjoy this. Um, we're looking to increase our listens, so anything you can do to help, word of mouth is the best. I appreciate you for listening. Uh, by myself today again, so... I am Ryan reminding you to always score if you can, save if you must, but always suplex when necessary.